And there we are. We're live. Good evening. Welcome, everyone. I'm Ace Knight. Of course, we've got Techie Joe, and we've got Dr. Susan with us tonight to talk about her new book. Let's bring her up to the main picture here. Uh, there we go. So, tell us about your... <laughs> there we go. It'll work. Mercury retrograde is messing with me tonight, but it'll go. So you have a new book. This is one of 19 books that you brought out. Yes. Uh, I have 19 of my books have been published. Yes. Okay. <laughs> and I'm working on number 20 right now. <laughs> wow. So, so, yeah, my latest book's called Earth Energy Meditations. The guided meditation book. It includes guided meditations, affirmations, and mantras uh, to help you to become more self-empowered, to become a stronger, have greater inner integrity. And it's mainly geared towards people who are very sensitive. Uh, there's actually a pathology now. <laughs> it's called HSP, highly sensitive people. Mm -hmm. But before that, um, I used to, I called them uh, energy sponge, an energy sponge or a psychic sponge. And what that is, is a person who absorbs energy as a sponge absorbs water. So they're very empathic. And as they go through their day, they feel like people are parasites or vampires that are just draining them of energy moment by moment. And by the end of the day, they get, they're just so drained and so exhausted. All they can do is just oh, lie down. Just They can't do anything. They're too exhausted. Mm -hmm. So it's really important for people like that, uh, many of which are watching right now this show, I'm sure, because this is a psychic coffee shop, and psychics are very, very empathic. They're very sensitive. Mm -hmm. So it's really important for uh, anyone who has this kind of problem that they learn how to close off their aura to all but their own inner divinity or, or to the spiritual world mm -hmm. and not get drained by people around them and also energies in the atmosphere around them because these energy sponges are, are open to all of that and it just drains them. It does. And, you know, and it's not just psychics, but it's also impasse a lot of times. I say we get stuck in that loop of, well, we got to help you because we're impasse or psychics. And you get stuck addicted to that help and it just keeps cycling. And by the end of the day, we're dried out and it's like done. Like put a fork in me. I can't even concentrate. Yeah. Off to bed I go. Well, and it's a really important thing now. Like, I don't think any any empath came out of 2020 going, well, I feel renewed and rejuvenated. We're 12 days into the new year and it's already like, is this year over yet? <laughs> you know, like, I think we're it all... A, gonna... It's the continuation of 2020. <laughs> it's actually right. worse. And, I mean... I keep hoping that, you know, that the energy is running on the Chinese calendar. So in February, we'll actually feel that renewal. <laughs> oh, that sounds good. Yeah. Um, or, yeah. Or maybe uh, the tropical zodiac and by the springtime, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, take, we'll, we'll take any of the new years. 
What do you see? Actually, I can make a prediction about that because I looked at, I'm a Vedic astrologer, a Hindu astrologer. And with Hindu astrology, predictions are very, very accurate. So uh, the reality is that um, as of April 5th, Saturn and Jupiter will no longer be in the same sign. I'm talking about Vedic astrology, not, mm -hmm. not tropical. If you look it up in the tropical, it, that doesn't apply. But if you actually look at the Vedic astrology, which is based upon the actual placement of constellations in the sky, rather than uh, arbitrary pie cut of 12 uh, things that oh, have nothing to do with the constellations mm -hmm. uh, because of the precession of the equinoxes. The Vedic astrology is based on the sidereal system, which is, that's really where the constellations are. Right. So according to that system, uh, Jupiter will be out of the sign of Capricorn, which we had this horrendous conjunction. Everyone thought it was so cosmic and all that, but Saturn and Jupiter are actually war. They, they hate each other. There's no way that that was going to be a happy outcome. Mm -hmm. I actually tracked the virus and the spikes in the virus uh, corresponded precisely to Jupiter and Saturn being in the same sign. And the closer they got to each other, the worse it got. And then once Jupiter passed over Saturn, it started to ease up. It's starting to ease up now. There aren't mm -hmm. quite as many deaths. There's not quite a, a horrendous triage happening in hospitals and all of that. And it will improve. And by, I would say, April 5th, because that's when Jupiter and Saturn won't be in the same, same sign anymore, it should be a significant improvement by that date. Very cool. Very interesting. I'll make a note of that. Yeah. When we look at the, you know, the earth chakra, the root chakra, you know, a lot of Reiki teaches that the root chakra is your base, your foundation. How does that play in with people right now? It plays in, in that people are really scattered all over the place. And a lot of that has to do with just being so uh, affected by what's going on around them, uh, not only with this uh, virus, but also with political agendas and all of this. The people are, are just all over the place and they're not back in center. The, the root chakra being the basis and foundation, that's where your center is. That's where you feel stable. That's where your security is. That's where you feel at home. So the root chakra is about home. It's about stability. It's about being centered and balanced within yourself. Mm -hmm. And what happens when people get it off kilter? When people get off kilter, they're not even in their bodies anymore. <laughs> they're, they're not even... Uh, their auras are not even centered in their bodies. Their, their auras, you know, flying off somewhere and, and right. they're out of their minds. They <laughs> so, can be very out of their minds. Absolutely. And a lot of that is going on. And, um, you know, I think that there's a crisis in mental illness right now, really, because of the, what's been going on in the, on the planet. Oh, I agree. I agree. I also feel like it's a lot of not understanding the energies that we walk through every day. I mean, there's always looking for what I call the quick fix to, you know, everyday psychic upkeep or emotional upkeep going on. 
instead of looking at what the practices like you do in your book of, okay, this is where you work with this chakra, this is how it fixes out. Um, so when we start looking at that, how does that affect everything together to, you know, we've got the virus going on, we've got in the U.S. political problems, we've got, you know, people going from day to day just not having that root base because it's always changing, it's always shifting. What are you seeing? What are you, what are your prescriptions going on right now? Mm -hmm. Well, the most vital skill that we need in this time of rapid change and in a time when we can no longer depend upon the institutions that we used to depend upon, uh, whether that be uh, the medical institutions, whether that be religious institutions, whether that be our job, our mm. being able to keep, being able to put food on the table. So the most vital skill we need right now is meditation and intuition. Mm -hmm. uh, both of those skills really. But intuition is vastly important because of the fact that we, can't make decisions based upon the old ways. We can only depend upon our own higher self to guide us. Uh, it used to be that we could depend on institutions, but we can't anymore. So mm -hmm. we need to find the truth within ourselves because that's the only way that we can make decisions that will keep us safe, that will keep us secure, that in which we will feel that inner stability. So, um, that's why it's so important that we meditate, that we develop our intuition. And by the way, intuition is a teachable, learnable skill that anyone can do. And it's just like any skill that you wanna learn, playing the piano, learning foreign language, whatever it is, you can learn it. And it requires simply learning how to do it and then practice, 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 practice. practice. Right. And the more you practice, the better you get at it. Right. So, the uh, more direct you become with it, the, it's like running. Anybody can run. True. That are like me, that is like, if I'm running, there better be a bear behind me, and you might want to come behind me. Yeah. And there are others. There is a friend of mine who runs 20 miles a week, and I'm like, you're crazy. <laughs> that, no. Yeah. So... Um, now this book, you also have one, had one and I fell in love with that. And that was, um, I just had it a minute ago. I'm going to go back to your author page. Um, opening your third eye meditations. That was really, yeah, it's oh, third, third eye, eye meditations. Yeah. yeah. Um, do you plan to move, take this one to audible too? This one is also an audible. It is. Okay, cool. It is. This is yeah. a, there's an audio book out. Yeah. Right. They had okay. to redo the third eye meditations one because the reader was <laughs> didn't know how to lead a guided meditation. I had to teach the reader how to do that in order for her to be able to do it oh, correctly was, so that people could actually meditate from the right. audible version. Was right. it one of those messed up like voicings where it's like, and today we're going to talk about meditation and, you know, really energetic or. <laughs> oh, there was dear. that also. It oh. did sound like the normal kind of audio book where it sounded very commercial and very slick and that doesn't work for this. And, but mainly they weren't pausing. They weren't doing the proper pauses that you need 
during uh -huh. the guided meditation uh -huh. where in the text it, it explicitly said that uh, you have to, if you want to record this and mm -hmm. play it back, mm -hmm. you have to be mindful that there's these ellipses and where you, every time you see three ellipses, you have to pause. And there's also places uh, in brackets where it tells you to uh, pause for a certain number of seconds. And the reader didn't do that. They just read through it. And, and when they were, and then they were doing things like, okay, now let's breathe in and out, breathe in and out. <laughs> they didn't even pause for people to be able to breathe in and out. It was awful. So they had to go. I'm sure. I, I just wonder, did you get any feedback from people who got oh, that yeah. audible version and they're oh, like, yeah. I'm over here hyperventilating and I'm just not feeling very grounded. <laughs> See, it, but, you know, I'm going to give this to you and it's because I actually got this one on audible because it is meditations. Now, for our audience, you've got to remember, Asen learned to meditate to Black Sabbath Iron, um, Iron War Pigs that high beat, fast beating music, because that's how Ethan's mind works. So I didn't feel, think nothing was wrong with it. I thought it was wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can How long ago was that? It may have been the second version. Um, probably about a year and a half ago. Oh, no, that would be the first version. <laughs> yeah. It was very much snap, 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 let's move on. Okay, next yes, one. Yes, it was. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, see, I've run into those before. Like, that is a big problem in the meditation community is some people, like, just don't know how to read those right. or don't know how to record them or they're just, their personality's all wrong for it. Exactly. There's nothing, like, I've hit those where you're sitting there and you're listening and it's like, there is nothing calm and relaxing about the voice. About the voice, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not feeling calmer <laughs> right well the oh. reason why they redid uh third eye meditations is because there were complaints you know they yeah. uh, they people left comments on the on on amazon customer reviews or, or wherever they leave comments and then so they redid it yeah oh wow. Both of these are now uh, it came out at the same time the new version came out at the same time as earth energy meditations it just came out on january 1st What's the difference between the two other than the chakras? Okay, so the earth energy meditations is specifically geared towards divine protection and self-authority and knowing how to become more integrated and whole and grounded. It's about grounding and um, experiencing earth energies, being rooted in your in your inner divinity being rooted in your higher self and uh third eye meditations is really just basically let's do some guided meditations and let's have some spiritual experiences let's awaken the third eye let's develop our clairvoyant clairaudient clairsentient abilities mm -hmm. and to grow that because the third eye is more of a tool or for me the root chakra is more of finding that charged energy exactly it's uh, yeah, thank you for saying that because Earth Energy Meditations, the main purpose of the book is to energize you, to make you feel more energy. And in fact, not only are there meditations, affirmations, and mantras, there's also physical exercises and breathing exercises in the book as well 
to help you mm -hmm. become more energized. Mm -hmm. And um, these, all of the methods in the book, they work instantly. Mm -hmm. it's just, you know, you do them and you immediately feel energized. Yeah. And you begin feeling more comfortable or more focused. For me, this, you know, I feel more comfortable. I'm more focused. I'm more like, all right, let's go take care of this, 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 yeah. and this. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about some of your other ones. Because you've got some interesting ones, like Awakening Your Third Eye. And that's came out in oh, two different okay. ways, or? Yeah, Awaken Your Third Eye has been out for a few years. And that one is, uh, really, it's all about the third eye. It's a fascinating book. Mm -hmm. It uh, tells the history, third eye throughout the ages. It uh, teaches you how to uh, develop your third eye and awaken your third eye. It has scientific research in it about the third eye. It talks about DMT and, how the, and the pineal gland. Uh, where the third eye is located. It talks about um, things like light pollution, uh, things that uh, really weaken us, and, mm -hmm. and also even fluoridation of water. There's just a lot in that book about the third eye. It's, it's really one of my best books, I think. Mm -hmm. What's your favorite? My favorite book, oh my goodness. <laughs> I don't know if I have a favorite. They're all my favorite. I have to say that people's favorite, mm -hmm. the favorite of if you look on reviews on Amazon, the favorite that one that gets the most positive reviews is Instant Healing. Mm -hmm. Instant Healing has 243 uh, affirmations and prayers to help you uh, change, transform instantly. So mm -hmm. it's it's really so simple <laughs> you know it's like the do nothing program of the do nothing program so it's just so easy to do and easy to get results so quickly and so many people have come up to me even last week somebody said that they uh use that all the time and it's dog-eared because they're always <laughs> referring to that book with a lot of post-it notes in it yeah exactly underline you know highlighted and so on so that one but really i guess the one that's most near and dear to my heart is awaken your divine intuition because that's the kernel of what i teach was is to help people to listen to that inner voice to help people to develop their intuition so that they can be led by spirit in everyday life that is really the main thrust of my teaching is to help people to uh to have that connection to spirit so that they can receive divine guidance mm -hmm. and be led by spirit in their everyday life. Uh, it's sort of like the surrender to the divine presence. Mm -hmm. And that's a hard for people. I think mm -hmm. that probably only so much physical mediumship that's trance work is that surrendering part. Exactly. Yeah. yeah and letting that out so you do more than just write you lecture you coach you get cruises tell us about these cruises honey Psychic, you know it isn't psychics on sales well yeah we we do have psychics uh on the cruises we have mediums we have there's a lot of different themed cruises what it is is we go on a cruise and we have a, um, a meeting room on the cruise ship and we do an entire conference at sea. So uh, I've had all kinds of different themes on my cruises. 
we had the most recent one was the UFO cruise, which was not that long ago. It was last October. Was mm -hmm. the, I'm sorry, a uh, year ago, last October. Last October, we're still in the pandemic. Right. Uh, no cruises were sailing. But a year <laughs> ago, last October, was, was the UFO cruise. I've also had ancient mystery cruise. I've had a cruise into spirit. I've had uh, shamanic themed cruises. Uh, Spirit of Alaska was that shamanic themed one. I've mm -hmm. done uh, several Ma uh, Maya cruises simply because uh, many of the cruises sail down to Mexico. So I've done several Maya themed. I even did one on December 21st, 2012. During a, when the Maya calendar ended, we did a cruise at that moment during that time. Mm -hmm. And also um, uh, recently we did a sail with Spirit, which, which was uh, with psychic mediums. So mm -hmm. just different, different themes. It's fun, really fun. Yeah. So you can they find out more. a lot of fun. Um, and you'll hopefully have them coming this year, but you definitely have 2020 coming. What are the ones you're working on putting together now? So uh, there is a one to going to Tahiti in July of 2021. Uh, unfortunately, I had one going to the Greek Isles in October that just they, the cruise line canceled it just today. Mm -hmm. uh, but next year, I have two of them scheduled. One is in September of 2022, which will be a sail with spirit with many of the famous uh, intuitive authors and mediums uh, like uh, Lisa Williams and Denise Lynn and many others. And then um, also I've got a Hawaii cruise scheduled for October 22nd of 2022. And that one uh, will be uh, an Secret Mysteries Revealed is the time. That one, that thing um, has always been one for me that's interesting is the Secret Mysteries Revealed. And there's been a few that have picked up that, that mantra and continue to explore it. You brought up the calendar. And of course, you know, a lot of spiritual people were like, it's ending, we get four days of darkness, and then we move forward and <laughs> starts its next cycle. Well, and that's you, not, not, that wasn't something I predicted. It wasn't something I predicted either of the, <laughs> oh, the world's going to end. We've seen the same thing with the age of Aquarius. I'm like, no, it's not 1964. <laughs> you know. Um, and by the way, the Aquarian age is connected to the stars it actually is real uh-huh we're, we're in a piscean age right now because of the precession of the equinoxes mm -hmm. and guess what i checked in the ephemeris and i found out when we will actually be in the age of aquarius when there will be a procession by which we actually will have aquarius uh on sunrise and when we look on the eastern horizon at sunrise when when aquarius will actually be there on march 21st and that mm -hmm. will be 428 years from now. Uh-huh. So that's when the Age of Aquarius is actually coming. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Last, this is held back from last week's show when I lost my top on a lot of stuff. And I'm like, guys, some authors are just writing books to write books. They're not. They're making up stuff. They, 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 think, they think it's the Age of Aquarius because Jupiter conjuncted Saturn in the tropical zodiac sign Aquarius. 
that yeah. has nothing to do with the age of Aquarius. The age of Aquarius yeah. is based upon the precession of the equinoxes. Yeah, very much so. <laughs> um, and it's like, no, this, this is just a new book. This is just a new book they need to sell within the next 30 days. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> um, or Lionsgate. This, you know, since you're in astrology, the Lions Gate. We hear about this Lions Gate all the time, and I'm like, I don't even know what that is. I haven't heard about that. I don't think Lions Dimensional, Gate. Okay, the Lions Gate are dimensional gates that are raising the vibration and altering the the DNA of the human race hmm. on specific dates and times. And I'm like. No, 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 <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> yeah, spiritual people like to make stuff up sometimes. <laughs> That's I why spiritual discernment is spiritual yeah. discernment is so important. And and one of the uh, sections of Earth Energy Meditations is about spiritual discernment. Yeah. Uh, but I teach even more about spiritual discernment in two of my books, one called Awaken Your Divine Intuition and the other one Divine Revelation, which is my first book that was ever published. And that one goes into great depth about spiritual discernment. Mm -hmm. and, um, yeah. And understanding practices and stuff. With your um, Awakening Spiritual Discernment book, go into a little bit of that because I use that term, a lot of people use that term. What do you mean by spiritual discernment? Okay, so I don't have a book named Awaken Your Spiritual Discernment, but uh, in my book, Awaken Your Divine Intuition, there's a, there's a couple chapters about spiritual discernment. And uh, what I mean by that is being able to discern what level of consciousness you are on and where you are getting your messages from. For example, where a psychic is getting their message from, on what plane of existence they're getting their message from. Is it from the mental world, the astral world, the environmental world, or is it from the spiritual world? Mm -hmm. So I recommend that people learn how to distinguish between the true voice of spirit and other voices in their mind and how to test whether the message is the real thing. Mm -hmm. So I teach a just really a 10 test method so mm -hmm. that you can tell the difference and, and be able to discern. And uh, you have your little BS detector out, you know, your little mm -hmm. like, BS, mm -hmm. BS antenna you know, out. That, that ain't my telegraph that I'm used to feeling. Um, <laughs> well, and I think it's an important thing, you know, not every voice that you hear in your head is a good one, and some of them require medication. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Um, very well, true. We do kind of see some bit of that every once in a while that, that comes across that, that even he runs into people that like they're, they're going through a spiritual awakening and it's like, no, I'm pretty sure that needs medicated. Um, <laughs> you know, like the voices you're hearing right now that are telling you to do this and do that and these things. And no, <laughs> you don't seem to have any like, continuity with them um so yeah that is an important point for anyone is if you you feel like you're going through an awakening make sure it's not something that needs you know a doctor um <laughs> exactly yeah um now 
back and when the I reason why I know about all this stuff is Good because of my own experiences when I was a hippie and I was a flower child and I had a psychotic breakdown as a result of taking LSD. And it, you know, and I, I took the drug and then it never came down from it. <laughs> Weeks and months went by when I was having continual LSD flashbacks and I'm hallucinating and just having a horrible kind of hell hell on earth experience and be, being possessed by astral entities. I was possessed. So because I went through all of that myself and mm -hmm. overcame that, I'm mm -hmm. very, very aware of mental illness and of people getting possessed by entities mm -hmm. and how to deal with that. So mm -hmm. that's quite a bit of my teaching. In fact, I do include some of that in Earth Energy Meditations. I do talk about astral entities and how to heal them. That's mm -hmm. part of the book as well. Right. And that's important because you say astral entities. It, it, there isn't no clove foot horn thing moving mm -hmm. into your body. And that right. gets so overused. I'm so tired of, you know, sitting down expecting to see a nice paranormal experience. And it's like, it's a devil. And I'm like, it ain't a damn devil. <laughs> <laughs> There's no demon in this house. <laughs> or in you. Um, now, if we're talking about the root chakra, now this will see on my age for a little bit. How worried are you about people tapping into the Konoini energy to sin? Okay, so that's a really good question. And I wrote a book called um, The Big Book of Chakras and Chakra Healing. And in that book, I go into great detail about Kundalini and mm -hmm. awakening of Kundalini. And I teach many different techniques to help you to awaken it. And in fact, I even have some of those techniques in the book, Earth Energy Meditations, uh -huh. where I teach the bandhas. The bandhas are uh, muscular locks. They are traditional uh, yogic practices that are safe for people to use. And they will help and help you to gently awaken the Kundalini. Mm -hmm. um, okay, so when I was a hippie way back in the <laughs> way back in the ancient times, um, you know, those of us who are flower children, we were seeking higher consciousness mm -hmm. and we wanted to experience nirvana. We wanted to experience these, these, what we called altered states at the time. And we were supposed to turn on, tune in and drop out according to Timothy Leary and Richard Alpert, who became Ram Dass. So I was reading all these books. I read their book, which was the psychedelic experience. And I read the Buddhist scriptures and I read the uh, autobiography of a yogi by Paramahansa Yogananda. And I read... Uh, works by Alan Watts. And in mm -hmm. Alan Watts' book, he said that you have to find a meditation guide. Well, in 1966 in Berkeley, California, you didn't exactly go to the yellow pages and find meditation guide or anything remotely similar to that. Mm -hmm. So um, I, I went to a friend and said, well, how do I find this meditation guide? And he said, well, have you ever tried to meditate on your own? And I said, oh, well, okay, I'll give it a shot. So I lay down on my bed. That's how clueless I was. I didn't even know that you're supposed to sit up when you meditate. I lay on my bed and I sort of prayed for or asked for a meditation. And immediately I was propelled into this ecstatic state. And I could feel this cord or rush of energy rushing from the tips of my toes all the way to the top of my head. And I felt like I was plugged into this cosmic electric socket, but in a most ecstatic way. 
-hmm. And I figured, well, I guess this is meditation. I, I didn't know any better. Right. Little did I know that I had not only my first meditation experience, but also Kundalini awakening all at the same mm -hmm. time. Because that uh, can be that can be an indication of Kundalini awakening when you feel a like a energy surge going through your body from mm -hmm. from going up your body, going up right. your body, because Kundalini energy goes up. And what is Kundalini anyway? I mean, we're talking about Kundalini. Maybe people don't even know what it is. So right. Kundalini means Kundal means curled up, curled up energy. It's a there's some sometimes it's called the mystic coil or the serpent power. It's a curled up energy at the base of your spine. Uh, it's just right below the root chakra, uh, mm -hmm. which is at your tailbone. Just below that, there's something called root bulb. And that's where the Kundalini is, is curled up and asleep. It's, it's described as a serpent with its head down, asleep, coiled three and a half times. And so that energy is a special kind of life force energy. Life force energy in India, they call it prana. In China, they call it chi. In Japan, they call it ki. So that is the life force energy that is keeping you alive, basically. It gives your body motion. It gives your body heat. But there is a specific kind of pranic, pranic energy called kundalini, and it goes up through a specific pathway called sushumna nadi which is in the middle of your spinal column. And it goes up through the body, but it's not physical, by the way. It's in your subtle body. It's not in your physical body. If you were to dissect a corpse, you would not find kundalini or nadi or prana or any of that because it's on a different dimension, but it's mm -hmm. keeping you alive. Mm -hmm. So uh, kundalini, when it wakes up, uh, you develop higher consciousness. You develop clairvoyant, clairaudient, clairsentient abilities, and you uh, attain higher states of awareness. So that's why Kundalini is sought after and people try to awaken it. Mm -hmm. Now, sometimes yeah, people have difficult experiences with Kundalini, uh, mostly because they're ignorant. They don't know what it is. Mm -hmm. If they know what it is, then they wouldn't be afraid of it and they wouldn't have so, so many problems with it. Right. Um, and then some people, it gets forcibly awake, I understand. And it's like, mm, no, you leave that alone until they're ready to waken it up. Uh, yes. No, well, you can do spiritual practices to awaken it as long as you <laughs> use traditional practices like the bandhas, which are a safe way to right. to wor work with that energy. Right. Because um, we, we've talked about with other authors on it, I'm like, when I came through regular, like, you don't bother that. You leave that alone until it's ready to wake up, because otherwise it could be very life-altering to someone and life-changing. And I can see that. But also then I'm looking back at, like, Edgar Casey, who had the baseball that hit him in the back and had awoken his psychic abilities. And other psychics throughout history that's had this awakening that, wasn't this shaman or master or energy worker sitting there going through it? And I'm like, this normally happens as part of human life. You know, no matter, you know, sometimes they're older people, they suddenly become all knowing. And it's like, when did you get so smart? <laughs> right. Right. 
Well, that sounds like a quick shortcut. You know, grandma slips and falls in the shower and suddenly she knows it all. <laughs> <laughs> well. Oh, but People yeah. do have instant experiences of, of awakening. It can happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Not um, very common, but yeah, it can happen. It's not common, <laughs> but it's very, I think, earthquaking for some people, especially when they're not looking at the spiritual realm of it. Yeah. Yeah. So what about your coaching sessions? Tell us a little bit about who's your good client, how you work through those. What's well, your really, the, the only thing I, I'm, that I'm willing to do, uh, a mm -hmm. couple of things. I, mm -hmm. I have a weekly prayer circle that's free that anybody can join and, and, and come to. I have right. that every, on Saturday mornings. So that's one thing that I do, just, just praying for people. Uh, but also, I, I do have private sessions if people want to take them, but I will only take people who want to learn how to listen to the divine voice. I don't do readings. I don't do psychic sessions Work. or anything. Right. I, don't, I don't do anything like that. But I do help people if they wish, uh, as long as they read one of the specific books that I, they're required to read one of the books beforehand, then they can come to uh, what I call the breakthrough session. And the breakthrough mm -hmm. session is basically where they get an inner contact with spirit with a capital S. And they learn how to listen to that divine voice and learn mm -hmm. how to receive the messages and say them audibly, the messages mm -hmm. that, that they're receiving from spirit and uh, be, a, be able to get a, a signal, an inner signal that corresponds with that divine being that they're in touch with mm -hmm. and uh, be able to use that in the future. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Very interesting. Um, so we're at 19 books covering a lot of awakening, a lot of spiritual growth. What's number 20? Okay. So I, I had written number 18 was, I think it was 18. Yeah. Uh, was a book called Maharishi and me seeking mm -hmm. enlightenment with the Beatles guru, which was my memoir which is a fascinating book. And it's not only about my life, but it's also about the life of various celebrities who were with my guru. Right. Uh, I was in my guru's ashram for over two decades and I was on his personal staff for six years. And he was the guru of the Beatles. He was very, very famous back in the 20th century, <laughs> mm -hmm. way back in the ancient days. He was extremely, extremely well-known. Mm -hmm. uh, but in any case, uh, because I had written that book, I didn't really get to write as much as I wanted to about the Beatles in the book. There really wasn't that much space to write that much about the Beatles. So uh, this new book that I'm writing right now is called How India Influenced the Beatles. Very cool. Wow. Yeah. And then by the influence of the Beatles, then you can subject the India influence the world. That's right. In I mean, the, the Beatles changed a lot of things in music and Absolutely. culture. Um, I think it was one of they were the first band to come to the U.S. that just laid the U.S. down. That's the best way I can say it. They were really the only pop group to ever have a number one single in the United States. They were the first British band to make it in the United States. Mm -hmm. And boy, did they make it! <laughs> Well, they made it, but if you sit back and turn off the music, turn off the concert, and watch the people's reaction, you see an ecstatic experience there. That's right. 
So it's it'll be interesting when that book comes out to see just how that was woven into their music. Yeah, it's interesting. It's really yeah. their their story is is the story of all of us who came up in that era mm -hmm. because they were flower children like me, you know. Mm -hmm. They went through the whole experimentation with the psychedelics like I did and like so many of us did. Right. So, yeah. Ooh, apparently we have a uh, palace of gold in Moundsville that was built for the guru here in West Virginia. Yeah, okay. we're also getting some comments from our viewers. So yeah. just to let you know where that came from, that was kind of... <laughs> yeah. Um. So yes, and then uh, just to real quickly go back, um, the book we were talking about earlier that mentioned um, DMT, fluoride in the water and the pineal gland, um, one of our viewers wanted to know real quick again, what was the title of that one? Awaken, Awaken Your Third Eye. Awaken Your Third Eye, Ashley. That's the book you need to go find for your husband. Um, and then water in the third eye, which is your, uh, what is your opinion of the best water to drink or consume? You know, it's difficult because, because <laughs> water, bottled water comes in plastic containers. Mm -hmm. I personally only drink Fiji water. I wish it were in glass containers, mm -hmm. but it's not. Uh, so yeah, natural spring water from an aquifer is the best water that you can drink and fiji water is that i just mm -hmm. wish it wasn't in plastic all right um understandable. totally understandable yeah we've been reducing our plastic and that's been a while it was before it became fashionable <laughs> it takes a while though that tupperware thing really took over the universe <laughs> well it did but now this one to me looks fun for me color your chakras that's a fun book that's an awesome book uh, i had written the book the big book of chakras and chakra healing mm -hmm. uh, but my publisher wanted me to do a coloring book it was with the coloring books were all a rage at the time right so i did this coloring book and it uh but it wasn't just a coloring book mm -hmm. it included information about the chakras so mm -hmm. on the left hand page you'd have the explanation of what what you were seeing on the right hand page mm -hmm. so that but you could color both pages had designs and mandalas and cool stuff so that you could color mm -hmm. so it came out it's a beautiful book and um it came out really well i love it i think it's really cool and people can enjoy uh, can enjoy the energies of the chakras simply by coloring they can awaken their chakras by coloring. I, and I think it would be a great creative space to let that, you know, flow to kick in there mm -hmm. and to really explore because it's beautiful imaging. You know, the image you're showing on the website here is gorgeous. Of course, it's drsusan.org you can go to. And apparently, it's either you can go to both DR and full spell out of Dr. Susan. She's got a great web presence. Um, So what else are you doing, Susan? <laughs> well, lately I've just had these book deadlines. I just finished the book Prosperity Meditations. I just delivered it to the publisher. Mm -hmm. That'll be coming out later this year, I believe. 
And that book is uh, another guided meditation book, but it's focused precisely on prosperity and abundance. Mm -hmm. So prosperity meditations includes meditations, affirmations, mantras, uh, and exercises, specific mm -hmm. exercises to help with your ability to manifest things. That's what mm -hmm. prosperity is about. Prosperity is about uh, being able to fulfill your desires to attain your goals. And so a lot of the information in the book is really geared towards people being able to fulfill their, go their goals on every level, not mm -hmm. only with money or career, but also with love, with health, with happiness, with uh, even with the planet, planetary uh, concerns. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's all about prosperity on every level. Nice. And some of the things that I teach in the book are, for example, using visualization, uh, sometimes even using like vision boards or vision scrapbooks. And I, I talk about how to create those and how to use those. Mm -hmm. And I think you make a good point with that because a lot of people get really stuck on the financial energy for prosperity. Exactly. There's so many different things there. Uh, how, you know, you can be the richest man in the world and have the most worst health because you're so stressed and worried and having so much blockages here and problems there. So I'm glad that you're taking it in that direction of, no, it's real prosperity. Everything prosperous, everything growing, having more than enough of what you need, your friendships and different things. Exactly. Uh, that, in fact, those things that you just mentioned, they're all included in that book. I've got a chapter on friendships and a chapter on love and a chapter on health and um, all so many different ways that you can be prosperous. Mm -hmm. Now, you mentioned living in an ashram for 20 years. What was that like? Well, <laughs> it was quite an adventure. Uh, it was a combination heaven and hell. It was heavenly when uh, the guru would place his, his amazing attention on me because he was he had this incredible love vibration. Mm -hmm. So everyone wanted to get close to him because he had this amazing vibration. And when you would be near him, you'd feel these waves of bliss and waves of joy coming in your direction. So it was like almost you were addicted to this incredible experience of, of bliss consciousness. Uh, when you were in his immediate presence. So we would all be competing with each other to get into the room. Like who can get in the room? Uh, and right. so we, were all, we were all stepping all over each other with all this competition. It was crazy. And it was so intense. It was emotionally incredible roller coaster of heaven and hell. and so intense. And sometimes he would just be, uh, I call it open ego surgery. Mm -hmm. He would work on your ego to be because that's really what the spiritual masters do if they're worth their self. What they're doing is they're killing your ego so that God can enter into you. So right. it's traditional, it's very traditional in India. In America, we just we would call it abuse, probably. But in India, this is what they do. It's that's just the, the process. course of things, it's the process, it's how they do it. Right. And how they do it is lifting up your ego and then squashing it down, lifting, squashing, lifting, squashing. It was very intense. Mm -hmm. And very probably changing. How is yes. your adaptation from that? 
Pardon me? How has been your adaptation to, from that? Going from riding the roller coaster to adjusting to what I call outside life. Yeah, well, it was hard at the time. <laughs> it was really hard. When he uh, called me to his room and he said, Susan, you're dependent upon, too dependent on me. I won't always be here. You have to leave. Mm -hmm. uh, it was rough, I'll tell you. And, yeah. and leaving was very, very difficult. I, I was in Europe with him for those six years on his personal staff. And that's when he told me to leave. I didn't leave the ashram though. I continued to stay in his various places in the United States and, and mm -hmm. other places still, but um, it was just brutal. Yeah. <laughs> brutal. brutal adjustment to the hellish world of when I'd been living in this heavenly, very secluded, very mm -hmm. uh, nun and monk-like seclusion for so long. And then now, now I'm in the brutal world and I have to make a living and I have to, it was just hard. Right. So it was kind of a combination. You've graduated. So yeah, you graduated. And now you go out of the nest. Like, exactly. <laughs> sink or swim, have fun with that. Yeah, have fun with that, yeah. It was well, hard. Will we get more of those stories later on? through your books? Because I know you t you're talking about the Beatles and the influence he had on the Beatles. Will we get more of that information later on of your experiences there? Actually, I wrote it all down in my book, Maharishi and Me, Seeking uh -huh. Enlightenment with the Beatles Guru. Uh, it's a memoir. It's called Maharishi and Me. It's it's available in hardback and it's also available in audiobook. Mm -hmm. Very so cool. you, can find, you can find that on Amazon or wherever you buy books. Right. Um, yeah, it's called Maharishi and Me. <laughs> right. But uh, what I was asking is, are you going to do a second one? I really wrote the whole experience that I had when I was with Maharishi. It's all in there. It's all very detailed. It's okay. and it's got it's got about 110 photos in it too. Wow. Very very illustrated book. Mm -hmm. It's a beautiful uh, book. Yeah. One of our listeners asked, "What is your perception of the?" And I'm going to have to spell this word, G-A-Y-A-T-R-I. Gayatri, Gayatri mantra goes like this. Om Burbhuva Svaha Tat Savitur Varenyam Bargo Devas Yadhimhi Diyo Yonha Prachodayat. Um, it's a mantra uh, for spiritual awakening. Mm -hmm. uh, it's for the specific purpose of of uh, of spiritual development, mm -hmm. and um, it's really uh, it it's it's an awakening of the solar aspect of your being. The 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 sun, the sun mm -hmm. is really in your solar plexus. Right. Uh, awakening your energy, awakening your pranic energy, awakening your divine energy. Mm -hmm. So it's often done early in the morning when the sun is rising. Mm -hmm. They were asking, um, what's your view on it for growth and enlightenment? Yeah, it's great. I mean, I, I love mantras. I use the Gayatri mantra myself. I uh, also use... Uh, Trambakam mantra, uh, several other mantras that I like to chant. Okay, very cool. And now um, you've done the third eye, we've done the root chakra. Are you going to work your way through the other five? 
Well, that would really depend on if my uh, publisher asked me to. Okay. I don't know if they will because they didn't do it, the more most recent guided meditation book, which is Prosperity Meditations, is mm -hmm. not focused on a specific chakra. It's just Prosperity Meditation. So I don't know if they're going to continue to have me do like a heart chakra or another guided mm -hmm. meditation book on another aspect of the chakras. Well, I hope they do because your books are very good. There's a oh, lot of information in them that's bite-sized. Because I'm one, you know, granted, I can sit there and go through the most occultic textbook and it's like, okay, let's work out these, you know, sacred geometry and take it down. Your books, however, it isn't like, okay, you read a chapter and then you have to go and like write 40 pages to come back to understand the chat, to reread the chapter, which I like. I like simple, great. If someone's just now jumping into you as a reader, what's the book you recommend for them to go to? Like, depends on what, depends on what you want to learn, really. Pardon me? Total spiritual newbie. Total spiritual newbie. Uh, it really depends on what they want to learn about. Uh, if they want to learn, uh, if they want to get instant results, then I recommend instant healing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they want to change, want transformation, quick transformation and real, really feel better fast, feel better right now. Mm -hmm. uh, instant healing is really great. And um, like I said, that's my people praise that book more than the other books. Mm -hmm. uh, I think I love it too. But if you really want to get serious about developing your, uh, your spiritual gifts, like clairvoyance, clairaudience, clairsentience, then I would recommend Awaken Your Divine Intuition. Okay. What's the hardest book that you, you hear back from your followers to get through? I, I never, I, no one's ever mentioned that it was hard to get through any of my books. I think they're no, pretty, pretty reader friendly. Yeah, I, you are very reader friendly. But I always, I always ask, like to ask, which one's the hard one to get through? You know, like your A students are really the ones that hunt this down and read it. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, there isn't one that's hard to get through, but I think there's one that maybe has more philosophical. Well, there's a couple that have a, quite a bit of philosophical depth to them. Mm -hmm. One is called Divine Revelation, which is my first book. Mm -hmm. And another one would be Miracle Prayer. Okay. What's the Miracle Prayer about? Because we've talked about Divine Revelation. Mm -hmm. So Miracle Prayer is the book um, that teaches the method of prayer that's taught in like Unity Church of Christianity and religious science. It's mm -hmm. called affirmative prayer. It's mm -hmm. a specific method of prayer that I use all the time. Mm -hmm. It's included in Earth Energy Meditations. Uh, many of the affirmations that are in Earth Energy Meditations have that structure mm -hmm. that's, taught, that's taught in my book, Miracle Prayer. It's, it's a way of praying that actually gets results. It's really, really powerful. Very cool. And uh, the reason I said it's most philosophical is that the first half of the book is not the how-to section. The first half is about how, uh, how we manifest things in our life, how we are in charge of our own destiny, and how we create our own reality through every thought, every word, every deed. And it goes into tremendous detail about that, about personal responsibility and about how you're not a victim 
you're a volunteer mm -hmm. and about how you've created this reality that you're living in. So that might be hard for some people to swallow. I would say that might be might fit under your criteria of a hard book to get through. <laughs> I think it would fit under that because that spoon's big for people. Like, you know, our, our, rep, our you know, fan of listeners know I'm one of those that there isn't a victim. We can stop the victim mentality. Exactly. You know, and stop the blame game and figure out, what, you know, especially when relationships end and, you know, different things end that way is figure out what your lesson is and then walk on to the next classroom. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so definitely that sometimes is a very large spoon and a very hard spoon to get through. Yeah. Yeah. Can be. Very much can be. Um, and then you have a book called Ascension. Oh yeah. That's a wonderful book. Ascension is so much fun. Oh, what it is, is a book about Ascended Masters and it's stories of Ascended Masters. Uh, but not just the usual suspects like St. Germain and Jesus and Babaji. It is really all Ascended Masters from all over the world and all different cultures, including America. So it's got all these tales. They're not tales. They're actually a little history about all these amazing immortal beings, mm -hmm. some of whom I've met personally. And also uh, it teaches you about how you can begin to develop uh, physical immortality, how you can begin to transform your body into a light body. Uh -huh. So it's, uh, I love that book. It's a heavily illustrated book. It's got tons of pictures in it, tons of stories. I think reading it is so much fun. And also it does have some techniques. It's got meditations and affirmations and different things you can do to help you to develop your own, uh, your own journey to ascension. Uh-huh. Um, and this one, this one interests me a lot because of the, you know, connecting with the masters and that type of thing. What has been your experience when you've gone to what I call that master level connection? Well, that's where I live a lot of the time because mm -hmm. I'm receiving inner guidance quite a bit from my inner teachers mm -hmm. um, and they are ascended beings. And so, you know, I'm, I'm very plugged into that level. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Yeah. All right, darling. Well, thank you so much for coming on. You are participating in a, a lecture in February. Is that true? Right? Well, I, I should be participating in the Conscious Life Expo. Whether I'll be there in person will depend upon, I mean, they're planning to do it in person, mm -hmm. but it is Los Angeles, which is right now is in you know, a pretty yeah, bad, yeah, yeah, bad yeah. state moment right all right well check out her website get with her because she does an online lecture she's got a great facebook page she's got a lot of reading material for those out there that wants to learn it and thank you so much come back when your next one comes out the prosperity one because i yeah. we've we've been a good follower of yours for a while now i would love to do that and thanks so much for inviting me Mason. you're welcome you have a great day darling you too. All right. All right. Now let's get us back in balance. There we are. All right. So fun. I know. She's always fun. We've had her on, I think, during the blog talk days. Oh, dear. Yeah.
Uh, yeah, and I didn't know it until I saw the cover, and I'm like, I know where that book is. <laughs> over there on the shelf. <laughs> so hello, everyone. So you run into that, too, that moment where you start reading an author and, and you don't necessarily make the connection of, wait, I've read a bunch of their stuff. And then all of a sudden it's like, wait, I know this. Like, I know this, like, writing style. I know this, like... Like, what, wait, what else did you write? Well, for me, it's always because it's an interview. It's like, I know your energy. Now, do I know you from Ascended Master Transmission? Do I know you from here? Where, you know, well, you know, you're from this area. Were you at this training? And then it's like, oh, no, I've read your other books. Want to go look at the website? <laughs> yeah, it sounds like Ashley is going to be picking up a few books. And we do want to say hello to everyone. Brenda and Mary and Ashley, of course. Mm -hmm. And Tamika, great to see you. Um, yeah, I think that caught everyone. Oh, Kathy's here. And we have some new people, um, Mitch, it looks like, and Jeffrey, mm -hmm. and yeah, yeah. and uh, Solovey, I'm going to take a go out on a limb there, I don't know if that's just a screen name, and Shannon, Shannon, hello Shannon. Hello, um, So yeah, hey everyone. Um, so yeah, no, I've run into that before though, in the, like, I have weird moments with books sometimes, and I've run into a few that have created weird moments. Like there was, there have been books I picked up and I start reading, and it's like this author sounds like someone I'm friends with. Mm -hmm. And then you keep reading and you keep reading, and you suddenly realize like they say something in the book, mm -hmm. and this happened with one years ago, and I about like went through a ceiling. Mm -hmm. They said this thing in a book, and I'm like, oh, my God, they're from Chapel Hill. <laughs> uh -huh. Like, there's nowhere else in the world that has this thing. Sure enough, you go look, and it's like right there. And it's like, this is why you're sounding like someone I know right now. <laughs> mm -hmm. Like, I'm in Chapel Hill, North Carolina, reading the book by the author, you know, and I'm feeling like this, this like real immersion in the book. And it's like, well, that's probably because I am. Um, <laughs> that's fine unless you're writing a criminal drama and then we have issues. Well, you know, but that could still happen. Yes. Chapel Hill, North Carolina. Um, but no, it, and it's like weird things that happen like that. Mm -hmm. um, that it, like sometimes I just miss like the metadata on an author. Mm -hmm. Of like where they are, you know, like their their whole life thing. I just pick up a book because it interested me, right? And then all of a sudden, to have that moment while you're reading, where it's like, wait, why does this feel like it's happening in my living room? Right. Like, why do all these things sound familiar? Why does this voice have like this like real familiarity? You know, and then mm -hmm. you get that point in a book where it's like, oh, there is no way. There are mm -hmm. two of those in the universe. <laughs> or three of those in the universe, yeah. No, really. Well, um, it's always their energy, because your writing is, you know, Stephen King has this deep, comfortable, I want to get in there and have a debate with him. I'm okay in so many ways. <laughs> you are. Fun. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. 
I just have those little moments and they always make me so excited when I, I and I've had that with a couple of authors. Mm-hmm. Um, like uh, David Sedaris got really, really popular, had no clue where he was from, had read a couple of his books already, and then finally got to the one where he's talking about being from Raleigh. And I was living in Raleigh at the time. And I'm like, oh my God. Um, uh-huh. I think it's Raleigh. Yes. Yes. Ooh. No, I gotta okay. uh, no, let's. No, Mary, I have worked very, very hard on this lovely, lovely energy. This lovely, um, oh, what's the word? Image of being the bitch psychic that'll tell you how it is. Now, stop, y'all got to stop ruining it. I worked. Oh, he's not okay. He is not okay. He ain't right. Mm-mm, no, he ain't right in the head. I gotta give you. <laughs> of course, I also gotta live with you, so you know I'll do what I can. <laughs> Mika asked a great question: How do I make time to read? This is how I make time to read. Alexa, play blah 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 blah. Alexa, cancel. <laughs> and it, it's very true. A lot of the material he takes in is not with like direct reading. Mm-hmm. Um, like he's not sitting there with the book and, you know, like, nah, I'm going to take in knowledge. He's actually doing this like over top of like some people sit and leave the news on. Some people leave the radio on. Some people rock out to their music. He's sitting there with like, you know, earth energy meditations or, you know, whatever had struck his fancy um, or whatever has, you know, revealed itself to be relevant and useful at the moment, mm-hmm. um, you know, or interesting. Um, he just, like, finds it, downloads it, you know, listens to it, um, you know, finds it on YouTube, finds it on, you know, um, any number of places. And if he can't do that, then, you know, text-to-speech. Oh, yeah. We've covered a few books through text-to-speech. Oh, uh, now, granted... I have the Uber Audible thing. Like, I get eight credits a month for a reason. Mm-hmm. Um, but, no, I use Audible. I use text-to-speech on the computer. If I can get it in PDF version, oh, honey. Or Kindle. Yeah. Flip on that text-to-speech, and it's on and going. And that actually caused us to have an issue. Oh, my God. Well, let me first say, like, my least favorite when he's he's taking, when he's reading a book is text-to-speech because there i hate that text-to-speech like monotone thing where it's no inflection or it like it's gotten better than it used to be it's not as mechanical um like it kind of understands question marks and it kind of understands you know exclamation marks but it's still like fairly monotone and i'm like oh please finish this book soon but no, there's uh, a lot of books, um, but you're right. There was the, the lovely introduction to he, he reads on tape. Um, <laughs> he also will do this to fall asleep to um, and just like take in books while he's sleeping. And I'm like, okay, fine, whatever. I didn't think it would be that big a deal. Um, you know, we, we've had to go through a few things in our relationship. Like one, the fact that he needs noise to go to sleep. 
okay, I'm typically a dark room, no light, TV off, no sound, kind of like that's where I'm at. Um, and I'm like, okay, that's fine. And so this originally started with like for like I forget which show you were on um, at the time, but it was one of uh, like some kind of a murder mystery, may have been true or not, um, like a true crime series kind of thing. First forty-eight. Yeah, first forty-eight, and I'm sitting here going, "Can you just please quit? Like, find something else. I don't care what it is, not that." Um, because I'm sitting here dreaming about murder all night long. And it's like, I don't think this is good for you. Um, <laughs> as in, you <laughs> are yeah, going yeah. to suffer if I keep dreaming dreaming about murder while I'm in the same bed with you. Um, just as a life theory. So he's like, okay, that's cool. I also like books. And I'm like, what do you mean? And he's like, books on tape. And I'm like, okay, that sounds great you know, thinking this will work. And so he introduced the Psychop series. Mm -hmm. He turns it on five minutes in. It's all of a sudden he is just out cold, like <laughs> drooling the whole nine yards. I'm sitting here listening to the book and he started at chapter like two. And then chapter three started, and chapter four started, and chapter five started, <laughs> and we got up to like chapter six, and I said, that's it. I'm still thinking, like, he didn't fully explain. He needed music, like, sound to fall asleep. Once he's asleep, I can stop this. I can shut it down. Um, I thought he needed it the whole way through. And so I'm just laying there going, I can't do this. I'm too into this book. I'm going to be up all night long. I, I And I'm enjoying the book. That was the sad part. Like, I'm really enjoying the book, but I'm like, I have to sleep. <laughs> like, I just, I, I can't right now. Like, I have to make good adult choices here. He wakes up the next morning, finds me on the couch, and is like, what the heck is this about? And I'm like, I couldn't take anymore. And he's like, what do you mean? He's like, was the book like that bad to you? And I'm like, no. <laughs> I laid awake through like five chapters. I couldn't take anymore. <laughs> I had to go to bed. <laughs> so I relocated out here just out of earshot. Uh-huh. And then you finished the book the next day. Yes. Yes. I do. Well, I was too far in at that point. <laughs> well, that was not the book of the story I was thinking of. Oh, yeah. Then there's part two of this. So, yeah, one of the times you were down, you 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 had come down and blah, blah, blah. You're leaving. You're going coming back up here. And you you had, you know, uh, like, it was one of those, like, you know, wake me up long enough to, like, you know, I'm, you know, I'm headed home, you know, sleep well, blah, blah, blah. And out cold. He gets on the road. And he's not, actually, no, you weren't headed home. You were headed to an event. Yeah, I was headed up to... Uh... Who knows? Somewhere where I was going to be on the road for like 
hours. Four hours or so. Yeah. So he gets on the road. I've fallen back asleep. I am like, nah. I'm off. I'm dead to the world. And he, you know, he's on the road. He's way up the road. And all of a sudden, I wake up and I think my sister is standing in the house somewhere yelling for me. And I'm trying to understand what's going on, you know, like total, like, what? Like, what's going on? What's happening? Why is, what? Like, how did you get in? Like, you can never find the keys to the house. How did you get in? What kind of horrible emergency is this? Um, you know, like, I'm totally disoriented. And so I'm going through the house trying to find a human um, that is in here. He has, <laughs> while driving, started to play or tried to play an audiobook that he was last listening to there at the house. And what inadvertently happened for reasons we still can't even explain, I don't think, it started playing on the um, uh, Echo Dot in my office. So I had the voice of Ariana Huffington mm -hmm. talking of all topics, the sleep revolution mm -hmm. coming out of my office. Which, where that unit was setting was on the opposite side of the wall of my head. <laughs> so, of course, this sounded really loud. And apparently, Ariana Huffington sounds like my sister. I don't know. It was, like, it was a whole, like, I woke up. I finally figure out what's going on. I turn on the coffee pod and then I just picked up my phone to scream at him. <laughs> like, don't ever do that again. I don't know how it happened. I don't even care. <laughs> well, what I'm still trying to figure out is it was playing in the car mm -hmm. and it was playing in your office mm -hmm. at the same time. Now, I find this totally amazing, but at the same time, just find it hilarious that Ariana Huffington sounds like your sister. One and two, the book was about the sleep revolution and it woke you up. <laughs> yes, like I, there's layers of, of like things there to unpack. Um, and the first one is it sounded like my sister really concerned. Mm -hmm. Like, this is like how I expect my sister would show up at my house if she thought I may have died. You know what I mean? Like, you know, or there's a possibility, like I slipped, fell in the shower and like, I could be near death. Mm -hmm. This is how I, or like she has to show up and like horrible things have happened. Mm -hmm. One, but two, yeah, the sleep revolution woke me up, not in a woke sense, in a literal woke me up. And I'm like, I really don't think that was supposed to be how that worked. I don't know. I hope she writes some more. Um, she is one of those writer authors that did her book. Like, she read her book. I love her voice. I love listening to her. And I like her writing style. Um, it's like Michelle Visage. Love that book. Devil's, uh, uh, Diva Rules is the name of the book. It was mind-blowing. 
And I'm like, oh, so that's what I've been doing for 20 years. Got it. All right, so we have some questions. Let's go ahead and take those. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, let's see. I'm trying to make sure we didn't, we don't mess any. Um, it's just the two so far down here at the bottom, right? Correct. All right. So Ashley, eight twenty six ninety six. Will my window get fixed tomorrow, and will I get some relief? Let's take a look here. I think the window gets fixed tomorrow, but I think it opens up to a bigger problem. Um, and you get some relief, but they have to fix multiple things because it's not just the window. The window is the minor part of the bigger issue they will find. Okay. And then our next question comes from Mary. We're so <laughs> glad to see you back. Because um, we missed you Friday. Um, eleven twenty eight fifty seven. Um, back to Connecticut for home sweet quick home with John. Mary, where's Stanford? Is that Connecticut for you? Should be. Okay, then yeah, with a job, a little bit of stress, but I think it's good stress for you. Oh, thank you, Ashley. Yeah. Yeah, I got. I, I went a little wild and crazy. You didn't go wild and crazy. That's not that wild and crazy. But okay. yeah, like I was sitting there running through my head real quick, and I'm like, business school, Stanford, yes. And I'm like, I don't know. Maybe there's a Stanford, Wisconsin. I don't know. <laughs> like you know, there's a Paris, you know, Iowa or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> like, yeah, and I went back to my galaxy paint. Yeah, you did. You did. Yeah. All right. So let's take on the next one. Oh, so Kathy says 72862. Dan is fixing my car. Should be done this weekend. Will it run for a very long time? I think it'll run very fine for a long time, but I think you got to get tires. All right. Apparently, you need tires. Yep. Watch the tires. Oh, but yeah. Aw. Thank you for saying we're wonderful. Yep. Much appreciated. Much appreciated. And apparently, Sarah would love your nails. Or mine. I'm not sure which. That could go either way. But apparently, no one noticed yours. I'm sorry. Let's go. I think they're used to me. Well, <laughs> they should be used to me having my nails done. Now, granted, we've done them at home. Let me just be very clear about this. I have not gone to see my lovely Quinn Yen, who will take care of my nails and make them look pretty. We have not gone to the hairstylist. Um, we're not doing anything like that until we have a shot and four weeks out. And then, honey, I am hitting, you know, you can be prepared to drop me off at the salon for about a day. Because I need some upkeep. Yeah. Meanwhile, my salon keeps saying in a couple of days we'll fix this situation. Uh-huh. While we've been playing, you know, <laughs> I'm with inner, I don't know what the deal is. And I'll be honest with you guys, I don't know what the deal is. But I've literally like rotated my sleep cycle like a pinball machine. And Brenda's in the same place is uh i show mine off you're just like they're there 
Um, <laughs> oh, goodness. But, yeah, no, I've got to give you grief because we always go through this. Like, I, I don't know what it is. It, like, you want me to grow my hair out. You keep trying to convince me there is still something here. And that if I, I just color it, it'll be more visible. And I'm like, mm-mm, no. It's dead. Well, it wouldn't hurt me to dye it. And then if you don't like it, then we could just shave it. And no one would know the difference. Well, that's true. Oh, oh to me, uh, Mika has a question. So 220.82, will my computer connectivity issue with work get resolved tomorrow? And also, what is Terry thinking of our situation at this time? Let me take a look here. Yeah. But no, we've been like very like, well, and that was kind of like, just sorry, while we're, you know, getting there. Um, going back to the sleep thing, that was always something we had said was going to happen. Right. Um, I'm more of a day shifter. He's more of a night shifter. You know, we, we meet for meals um, at least once a day. Um, but here recently, it's been really like, I swear to God, we ought to have a punch clock for the bedroom. Um, guess that's about where it's at. It's like he punches out, I punch in, I punch out, he punches in. It's like almost like perfectly like the minute I get up, he's going down. The minute he gets up, I'm going down. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, okay. <laughs> but that's been our relationship. That's also how we get space. Because you can have all the morning time you want. Normally, nobody's up. Yeah. Yeah. I get all the early, not, late night time I want. Nobody's up. Mm -hmm. But here recently, it's like I've gone from night shift to early morning shift to evening shift to night shift. To and it's like, will someone leave my freaking synchronical clock alone? Well, yeah. It, it's kind of like you're running a 36-hour day, really. Mm -hmm. It's like it because it just keeps or not 36, maybe more like 30, I don't know, 32, 30 dead on. But it's like you're you're having this like long day that mm -hmm. it's like to get everything done is more than 24 hours. And then it repeats. Mm -hmm. It's just very like offsides for you. Right. Um, like, yeah. All right. Let's take uh, Tamika's question. Okay, so to, uh, she wanted to know, 2.20.82, will my computer connectivity issue with work get resolved tomorrow? And also, what is Terry thinking of our situation at this time? I feel it gets resolved. I feel like however they're going to find, and you're going to have to be as diplomatic as you can be about it as possible, but there is an error in the network that tells them that your computer is not your computer. Oh, dear. Yep. Um, so Brenda's all about me trying. Brenda, we've got to deal with Terry for a moment. Oh, okay. Sorry. Terry is like, mm-hmm. I'll take two slices of that and a couple of slices of pie, please, with your time. Um, I feel like he's very interested in your situation. Okay. Yes. Okay. So, yeah, Brenda's all about me trying it. Uh-huh. With my hair. Uh -huh. And uh, Ashley was talking about um, uh, her cousin dyeing her hair, too, but not the middle of my head, just what frames her face. Um, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. 
get one that has a nice heavy conditioner to it because once you dye your hair you have to use conditioner um otherwise it will look awful oh dear um Oh, and Ashley says, that's how my husband and I are. I don't know how we even find each other in between sleep. <laughs> oh, we got a new baby right now. There is no time to find each other. Give it six months. Leave messages on the crib. Uh, <laughs> I'm figuring a bright pink post-it will show up on a crib. <laughs> I'm just there. <laughs> Oh, Ashley concluded she didn't even have time to diet. Oh. Well, that happens. Because dying's just stage one. Then we have upkeep. Yeah. And maintenance. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, you could Sharpie the baby. I mean... Like, it's covid Hey, it's COVID season. Who's going to notice? You don't have to use Sharpie. They make washable markers that comes off. I know, but what if, like, the baby drools and then, like, you know, rubs their head in it and it suddenly... You're not going to leave it on their head. You leave it on the, their shoulder, their cute little belly. You're going to have room to write, I love you immensely. Will you please take out the trash? <laughs> I know, but if the baby moves wrong or, like, you know, some pee gets out of the diaper, it could inadvertently start looking like, I love you immensely, get out. Um, you know? I mean, horrible things could happen here. That's why I'm going with Sharpie. Sharpie, you know, lasts longer. <laughs> oh, the baby's back. There you go. There you are. Oh, awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, and that's a lot of canvas. Uh -huh. Well, I mean, I don't know. I'm assuming chunky, healthy baby, that's a lot of canvas. Uh -huh. Like, I, that's like a sheet of paper. Like, that's a decent, yeah. Also works for Playboy bunnies in the back of blonde hair. Don't ask me how I know. Um. <laughs> Ooh. Thank you for the idea, Mary. I think I know what to do with my slurpux of uh, mascara now. Oh, no. Are you going to color my hair with eyeliner? Just to show you. Are you going to draw it in like eyebrows? I'm not going to draw it in. No. That's why I'm not using eyeliner. I'm using mascara. Oh, okay. <laughs> Great. I'm going to have spider vein in my bald spot. I don't think you have spider vein in your bald spot. I don't think you go, oh my God, there is blonde hair there. <laughs> like, hey, if it's clumpy, it's over. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. <laughs> like, nope. <laughs> but no, we, we, we've we been doing well. Um, Not to blow up the world. Oh, yeah. Mascara on the eyebrows is a key makeup hack. Well, it is. It's been <clears throat> I use it all the time. Um, and also gray hair for those who get gray hair. Mascara will quickly fix those roots very fast. Yeah. Although, I, honey, I don't think anyone's ever missed your eyebrows. As in, like, I, never have you needed more fullness. No, I do not need more fullness. No, I don't. I need like, the I'm, sorry. 
I just have to be careful with that one. Is this like, mm -mm, no, no. Because <laughs> uh, point blank, I've been to the point a few times of just shaving them the hell off and going back to putting them on. And, well, honestly, if you shave them off, I'm sure they'll be back tomorrow. Um, <laughs> no, it takes about a week. Thank you. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry, i got to give you grief on this. That's okay. <laughs> I think you should be required to wear mascara from now on because you look gorgeous with it. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's a rare treat. Um, like, you're still excited about, like, uh, uh, what was it, Halloween last year? Or no, wasn't Halloween. What was that? I mean, a little bit more than that. Last time I wore mascara. That was like a, two months ago when I made you put it on because we were testing out mascaras. Oh, oh, no. I mean, I actually wore it, wore it. Right. Like, I did. There was an event. Um, oh, Heyman House pictures in front of the fireplace. Mm. Bobby Crazy Night. Was Yo. that? Yule, thank you. I don't know why. What? Uh, yeah, it was New Year's Eve Yule party. Um, it was fun. Yeah, well, and it's Heyman House, so that's why I've got like it had to be Halloween. Right. Um, stuck in the head, but yeah. Yeah. But no, so you know, this week is going to be fun. On Saturday, I am having the um, uncoding the decoding the numerology class that will be on Saturday. Patrons, you should have an email with code for you to use for it. Mm -hmm. If you're interested in taking that class, I think next month I'm either going to teach candle magic or astrology. We haven't done candle magic in a while, so I might teach that one. Yeah. Big note from Mary right there. Okay. Uh, yes. Yeah. Some of the wedding photos, like that was the big thing with like her storage situation mm -hmm. was like, that's the thing she was like, hi, I just want that. Right. Um, so we're so glad you got some of those photos. We will so look forward to seeing you with bangs. Um, There's always had bangs. Well, apparently, in the, I mean, 95 was a period for bangs. Can we talk about that? Because, mm -hmm. I mean, like, that could be, like, I remember some people I knew in the 90s that, like, their bangs were, like, a separate individual. Um, Like, th those were some bangs. Like, um, like, the bangs started here and just, like, rolled forward. Um, Brenda, I'd have a calculator ready. Um. Maybe some scratch paper. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because we're going to be really going through and decoding and adding and subtracting and multiple. Well, no, there isn't multiplication in numerology. Mostly addition. Yeah. Oh, December 31st of 95. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I'd say there were some bangs. There were some bangs. There's going to be bangs. But no, that you know, all you need is a calculator. We'll have the manual out to you Friday night. Um, of course, every class has a manual, um, and then of course the video will be up for replay later. We're definitely working on building out the educational center. Um, but no, I'm going to start doing classes virtually, and you guys can pop in and take them as you like. But again, patrons, your magazine is out, and of course you've got some books. Um, recommendations there um a techie article a lot of astrology stuff put out yep 
Yeah. 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 Well, I finally gave birth. <laughs> what it is, it's birthing the newsletter. It really is. It's like that newsletter was almost a squatter. Um, no, nah, I just took you there. She, oh, thank you, Brenda. It is a new method of education for me, um, but it also stops the geological problem of, well, I live in such and such. Okay, can you get a class of 12 together or 15 together and I can come up there to teach? Now I can literally teach everybody. Or like that one class, you had someone that drove all the way like from D.C. Yeah. Just well, one and just like the value of the class, they were like, "Yeah, we can totally afford to drive from DC for what this you know the class is costing compared to what we can get it for locally." Mm -hmm. Like they had to take off of work, get a hotel room, like they turned it into a vacation. Mm -hmm. Uh, This has been a little while back, not last year. Um, Just to clarify, in in case anyone's having a moment there. Yeah. Um, but no, that was like they're sitting here telling me this, and I'm just like, oh, oh my god. Um, so yeah. Yeah. Um so that'll be fun. Um mm-hmm. other things we're working on are other things you want to talk about this that now we're gonna be talking I'm gonna be talking about this because this is a nor- a new issue and it's not, for ages I've had my nails done. Now I'm more like, oh no, I'm gonna keep my nails done and show a gr- a school how to grow the hell up. Oh okay. so we'll with that on Friday. Okay. Yeah. Um I'm trying to remember we've had so much going on. <laughs> Like we've had a lot going on, but the news has had a lot going on. Mm-hmm. There has been a lot. Um, really, the biggest thing right now is like the parlor situation. If you were with us Friday, we were kind of calling for parlor to get shut down by. We thought Google. We thought Google would pull them from search rankings, and they did. Um, <laughs> not the way we thought it would happen. Um, Amazon shut their asses down because they're like, oh, we're not hosting your website. Um, and that's a really big deal um, in terms of the parts of Amazon they were using are very hard to migrate. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not something you just go, oh, I have a WordPress site and you host WordPress sites. I can move you from here to there. No, no. So yeah, Parler's down. Um, basically there's very few web hosts that can easily take in Amazon sites like they were running. Um, realistically at this point they're if they find a web host, more than likely it is not going to be the same. Um, more than likely they're, they will probably not even be able to support like an app. Um, and it's going to just be kind of a shell. Um, that's what everyone's calling for. Um, in other news, a security re- or a uh, researcher uh, managed to pull in a, a, a just about 99% archive mm-hmm. of everything on Parler, right. including January 6th and all the metadata for the photos and videos people were posting. Mm-hmm. Um, because, of course, Parler did not have really great security. And they weren't scrubbing their videos uh, before they went up. 
So they were going up with like total geolocation data. Right. Um, and just as a reminder, listeners, the 20th, we will be staying home. We're going to be good Americans and watch it on YouTube or the news. We are going to be staying away from our capitals. We're going to be acting like adults. Yes, but connected to that, uh, and I know we're way over, or well, we're starting to go way over. We're fine. Um, okay, but real quick, why don't you talk about the the wonderful like batshit that is going through the rounds of the rumor mill um, regarding like power outages and you need to stock food and like, whoo, this stuff's getting hot. All right. Um, there are, there, well, one, the FBI, since they received the files from Parler, not, you know, here's your files. We're sorry. We weren't aware of what was being hosted on our site. Mm -hmm. Um, it was very much a, you know, they, they did issue a bulletin that, you know, there was planned activity at every state capital, planned activity in Washington. And, of course, every state has called the National Guard to handle security at the capitals, which it should be their responsibility to do. Um, and, you know, there are 1,500-plus troops in D.C. Oh, I said that shit. Um, so, the, there's a guy from Australia saying that we're going to have wide, you know, the world is coming to an end. No, I don't believe so. We are not going to have massive blackouts. Do I think it's a good idea to have two weeks of food in your house? Yes. But I think on a normal Tuesday, it's good to have two weeks of food in your house. Mm -hmm. um, we've experienced duration. Yeah, I'm so tired of historical events. We've experienced a duration. We have winter storms. This is West Virginia. You may get snow six feet high and can't get out your door January 20th. It's happened before. The year Clinton was inaugurated, I remember that. We had six foot of snow and couldn't open the front door because it had swollen shut. Now. All of that said. All of that said. I think Joe Biden is trying to push for it to be public to show that we aren't going to hide from you if you make us a threat. We will just respond to the threat. Um... With that being said, I have very closely within the past 48 hours done a deep dive on Nancy Pelosi. And, you know, because she is number three. So if something were to happen, she would take the presidency. Un, you know, believable that she would. And as her daughter said, she'll cut your head off and you won't even know you're bleeding. Um, I think she's a very hardback, strong woman, um, a very good leader, um, very sound and fair mind, but she ain't playing games. So I expect to see a lot out of the house. Um, her cohort, the new cohort, it's not Mitch. Mitch will now be the, the minority leader. Absolutely. Well, she's not a, you know, Ashley says she's crazy. I don't think she's crazy. I think she's old style um, 
50s lady. Where it's like, oh, bless your heart. Someone call the cops. <laughs> well, there is that. Well, and I, I can understand your concern for his safety. And I'm sure that he has that as well. I'm sure everyone like in the incoming administration has that. Um, I, you know, very much a concern for safety. Right. Um, but as we see with other world leaders, there's a certain amount of this kind of constant threat mm -hmm. you do have to accept you're going to be living with. Right. Um, you know, how many attempts on the Queen of England's life in this many years of her reign? Like how many attempts that she doesn't even give a rat's elbow about. It's like there's some guy scaling the wall. Will you please come fetch him? Mm -hmm. That's literally well, what she said to the guards when the guy tried to invade uh, Windsor Palace. Yeah, she well, and she's a badass. She's had a few decades to like you know <laughs> develop her badass at this point. Um, but no, there's always that threat in, you know, uh, the, like a public power position is that, you know, someone's going to want to cut off your head. Um, just, they're going to want to, um, you're all, you're always going to upset someone, even if they're absolutely just off their meds, deluded, crazy, hearing voices, being told to kill the president, whatever, like, that's always going to be a threat. It, like you could be the most beloved leader ever who does all these wonderful things. Someone's still not going to like it. Yeah. So, but here's my thoughts, especially on the queen. I think Nancy Pelosi also, Nancy kind of done said something to the effect in the 60 minute speech. Cause apparently she has some CIA connection. I'd love to see what she done there. Um, but the queen is a deadly shot. Well, there's that too. She's at 98 and they had, she went out to inspect the armory. Now this is where the queen fires stuff. She gets to blow stuff up. It's one of her royal perks. Mm -hmm. She had a deadly shot. You know, she was trained during World War II by her mother how to shoot. I just, like, here's me, though. I just have to think that the Queen of England has to be, like, the worst person to be, like, security detail for. Mm -hmm. Like, she's a trained mechanic. She's a deadly shot. She does not rattle. <laughs> and she can drive. She can drive a tank, an ambulance, and her Land Rover. And she has yeah. actually gotten... Stopped by the police and requested to slow down because they can't give her a ticket. She is 98 years old and she drives a Ford Land Rover like a boss. Yes, because that, well, it's her preferred vehicle. But, um, yeah, and has scared a uh, crown prince uh, or crown king or crown prince of Saudi Arabia. Crown prince. He will not ride yeah. with her. Yeah. He, well, I mean. It was bad enough, came over and, like, not used to women driving to begin with, and then you're getting chauffeured by the queen. Yes. Who is apparently a little wild and rambunctious um, when it comes to driving. Um, you know, but apparently not as bad as uh, Prince Philip. Um, <laughs> Prince Philip used to drive race cars. His preferred vehicle is still the BMW. Well, but he doesn't drive anymore. He gave up his license after his last accident. Right. Yeah. 
But right. that's what I'm saying now. Right. Um, and Ashley says that Nancy has had a really hard time recently, though. I see that I feel like she's gotten media backlash with fighting so hard for the stimulus. Then comparing when she waited and when she waited so long and then her house and now her office. She didn't wait. She was playing old politics and trying to make sure that the stimulus package could get through. And we've got Turtle McConnell sticking his head in the sand or in his shell. Mm hmm. Um, behavior, so it wasn't, she was trying to get enough votes in both separations of the house before she, because she introduced another, she, her original stimulus package had us getting 2000 every three months that this went on. Mm hmm. Mitch said no. See, that's been the major problem. And I think we're going to see a lot like within the first hundred days come out of the government. Because the turtle won't be able to, to sit in his shell and go, well, that doesn't benefit my rich donors. So, but no, she, the, the, for her, this is kind of like, it's Tuesday. Apparently some idiot doesn't think I've already installed cameras in my San Francisco home. And I'm sitting here watching him do this. Like they released the call that she made to 911. And she's like, can someone come clean this up? Literally, it was like she was calling a maid service. Which, was, I mean, and, and can we just point out, like, she's, like, just a couple of months away from 81 years old. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, she's, like, great-grandma. Like, can you imagine, like, like your own great-grandmother being, like, this chill with everything that has just happened? And I don't mean she's cool with it. I mean, like, she is just stone-cold through this. Like... We got this. Mm -hmm. Like, she is not terrorized. She is not traumatized. She is just like, we're going to fix this shit now. Well, and, you know, something else that came out and it was just very short blurb was she wasn't going to leave the podium during the riots. Security mm -hmm. had to force her to leave. She was going, no, bring it. We will deal with this now. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Though I something tells me Mike Pence was just like, get me the out of here. Uh-huh. Like, I do have to say on Mike Pence, though, I do love the mem images coming around uh or that went around yesterday of like when you have to go to work Monday, but your boss tried to kill you last week. Uh <laughs> well, and I think for Mike Pence it was a lot more riskier because you know, Mike Pence also had his wife his daughter and his brother there to witness this. Well, as you do, like your vice president, this is a big thing. Like you want some like family there. Like this is a big thing. And yeah. Yeah. Oh, Ashley, it's great. It's been like wild um, in terms of media post or uh, social media posting. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, it's like some of the stuff that's come out recently, I'm just that they're going, but true. Right. Um, oh, that's Trump, because he Trump, stood up. Well, Trump. Read the question for our listeners. Okay, sorry. So I don't get why the mob wanted Pence to begin with. That's because Trump dumped all of like the final ability to like fix this uh, with the Electoral College on Pence. 
Pence didn't do what he wanted because, you know, duh, can't. Um, and so literally Trump pointed every one of those people in that group at Mike Pence for being a traitor. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was ooh, bad day to be Mike Pence. That's what it was. Well, what I found interesting, and this is kind of the class of lady that I think Nancy Pelosi is, she had a mob hunting for her to kill her. Mm-hmm. She spoke about it for about a minute during the 60-minute interview. Mm-hmm. She went on for five minutes about the mob going after her young staffers and her kids, as she calls them, which yeah. at her age, she can call anybody a kid. And she was more upset that they broke her mirror in her office and destroyed her door. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and reasonably, there's a lot going on with that. Like, let's unpack that for just a second. Like, she accepts that part of, like, being in this position is people aren't going to like you and some people might want to kill you. Um, Like, she's dealt with that. She's, you know, taken that on. She's accepted that. She moved on. What she's really like traumatized by is she has a staff. She has family. They didn't sign up for this. Not to that level. Like they don't control what she does. They don't make policy. Um, you know, you want to be angry with her, be angry with her. Um, and then the whole realities of, you know, like, hi, you destroyed my stuff. Mm-hmm. Not so cool. Yeah. Not so cool with that. Right. But also you terrorize my staff. And like you're talking about my family. Like, mm-hmm. you know, back up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's that's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot, a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a lot of people that was more upsetting to her was the destruction of the historical value. Mm-hmm. You know, because the glass they broke, the mirrors they broke, the artifacts they stole or broke are some priceless. Mm-hmm. And then the horrifying of her staff. Now, I can understand that. Like, someone don't like me, that's fine. They leave my staff the hell alone. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's probably a deep point, Mary. Um, she says, you have a point. Seems like the Capitol should be secured like her Pentagon. And normally it would be. Especially under this kind of threat. That's been kind of the big point in this whole, like, January 6th event is, like, any other, like, inkling that there's going to be a protest, not a violent insurrection, but a protest, um, would pull out massive, massive response to secure the Capitol. Um that didn't occur. Um, there's been issues with Capitol Police staffers, uh, you know, Capitol Police officers um, that, like, there's now been some suspended um, because if they weren't in, like, directly working with this group, they were at least welcoming of them. Mm-hmm. Like, they were like, okay, that's cool. You know, like, I kind of see your point, man. Um, no, no, you don't like, 
I don't know what oath you you pledged, but that wasn't the one. <laughs> right. And see, I think that they're going to do a commission like they've done on 9-11. And 9-11 said that they didn't have the imagination to foresee this happening. I think they're going to find a rippling effect because we thought Friday that there was one call to the Secretary of the Army to release the National Guard. No, there were eight calls to the Secretary of the Army to release the National Guard. It took Mike Pence getting on the phone, and I'm quite sure giving him a uh, tail lashing that only Mother could give to get the National Guard moving in. Yeah. Yeah, which is a horrific level of response to to have to get to, is that, you know, you you turn loose a group, you are like, "Mm, let it play out. And it's like, no, 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 no. But I do think that is probably the the biggest reason that we are seeing, you know, a a lot of response from Congress Mm -hmm. Um, and a lot of very, like, you know, emotional response even. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, they're very committed to this regardless of, like, the political aspects of it. Mm-hmm. Is you know, and it's kind of like when we talk about you know a lot of different issues. If you'd start arresting a lot of rich white bankers, mm-hmm. we might have a lot less crime. Mm-hmm. If you start terror, you know, not that I'm suggesting it. Please don't take that away from this. But the fact that this absolutely became a terrorism of our elected leaders. Mm-hmm. There's suddenly this like V8 moment of, oh my God, mm-hmm. you know, this isn't just a like bunch of rhetoric. This isn't a bunch of like random crap people are saying. This is happening to us. Right. Like this is happening here. It's happening now in what should be one of the most sacred buildings in DC, if not, you know, the country. Um, what, you know, this is hollow ground. This is not how we do business. This is not how this works. You have just like attacked a lot of things more than just a building. Um, so with that, you kind of turn around and I, I have to say there, I, I, I hope there was a moment in which, you know, someone drives home the point. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and this was exactly what it's like to be in, you know, a school system right now. Thanks, lack of gun control. I'm not saying, like, lock up all the guns, take all the guns, do that. We have never said that. No one's ever said that. Right. Other than to fear monger. I'm saying there are limits. Well, There's I, limits. One, I think that, and I want to make it very clear, I am very much for the Second Amendment. I also like the 14th Amendment. Granted, the 25th Amendment, eh, it's kind of dodgy, but okay, we'll deal with it. Mm-hmm. Um, what there is no for reason for, a, a one, for an AK-57. There is no reason for an assault rifle for hunting. There is no reason for an assault rifle in general unless you are doing acts of war. Or more importantly, if your aim is so bad, stay out of my bathroom. Um... <laughs> Like, if you can't hit a deer, but with an AK, um, (laughs) you know, stay out of that. Um, like, you know, my toilet's a lot smaller than deer. 
Right. Um, so the 14th Amendment, Article 3, um, I think may see we may see some use of it. We've hoped to see Article uh, Amendment 20, uh, the 25th Amendment, but I think that we may see a reworking of the 25th Amendment that the other two branches, leadership, like Chief Justice, the Speaker of the House, President of the Senate can agree um, to be if there is an issue with the president coming through. I do feel like the power of being able to, to hold on to presidency out of stubbornness may get changed. Mm-hmm. Well, and Mary's saying high-powered firearms must be screened for the applicant buyer. I say this as a Second Amendment advocate. I Like, I'm at the point of, like, there needs to be a lot done. If you're buying a high-powered weapon, we need to know a lot of things. Um, and, and we need to be real secure that this is not, like, you know. And I think that's a reasonable expectation. Mm-hmm. Like, you know. I kind of felt the same about if you go buy a tank, mm-hmm. I should be able to ask some questions, not just be like, well, it's Tuesday and you want to buy a tank. That's cool. Tank Tuesday's half off, you know, um, like who doesn't want a tank? Um, want, if they keep saying they can have AK-57s, I want a tank to drive to work. <laughs> Yeah, no. One, I'm not calling our insurance agent to to even begin that conversation. Well, I think the insurance agent will be very happy because it doesn't break down that much. It can't get damaged that easy. The insurance should be very low on it. And I've already had a conversation with her that said any vehicle I buy would be $35 added to the policy. Uh, yeah, I think she'll resend that real quick when you say it's a tank. Because, like, the... <laughs> Like it, it's not the damage to the tank. Like she won't have a problem with the 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 full coverage on it. She's gonna have a little bit of a problem with the liability on it. Like just the like. Do you know what a tank does to a road? Like they're horrible for roadways. Um. But yes. Yeah, but my commute will improve greatly. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure that driving a tank to work would be the equivalent of beep, beep, motherfucker. <laughs> Get out of my way. <laughs> no, because I can literally just go across the mountain. Forget the road. I don't even have to go on the road. I can go through the woods. Oh, so great. I like, well, then I'll borrow it to take your mother to her, like, dermatology appointment that I swear to God is, is, is like, a three-minute direct line if we didn't have to go around a mountain. And the prison. You can't go through the prison. You'll have to go around it. <sighs> I want to go through the prison. It'll be fun. Oh, yeah. It's the drivers and... You're damn right on that, Brenda. It is the drivers <laughs> and pedestrians that tick him off. Oh, my God. <sighs> okay, guys. Um, we hope you've enjoyed the show. We had a great author on. Please go check out her information. Again, that website is drsusan.org. And she's got some really great books. She's got 19 of them, so that'll keep you busy. A lot of them are on Audible. 
um, go ahead and use those, including the ones she was talking about, Instant Healing. It is on Audible. Meditation books I always prefer to have on Audible or to do text-to-speech, um, which is available both on Kindle um, or hard copy. So, but also make sure to check out your local book places. They can most likely get the books you want, including the rare ones. I love that about a local bookstore that can get me the rare ones. Like, oh, I need a 13th century manuscript about such and such, and I'd like it in this form. They can normally find it. Right. We'll be back Friday. We will have a lot of topics on Friday. Expect a very dense conversation because, of course, things are moving fast. Yes, absolutely. And of course, we do want to thank our Patreon sponsors. We really do appreciate you guys. We hope you appreciate the newest newsletter. Um, sorry that was a little late, but hopefully the content makes up for that. And so our I was waiting for it to scroll back around, guys. Um, we want to thank Beverly Walker, Mika G, Kathy, Mary Winfield, Brenda Bryant, Ashley Guest, and of course, the Crystal Lotus Shop. Um, if you'd like to find out more about us, the show, or how to become a Patreon sponsor, please visit PCSPNetwork.com. Yep. And have a good night. Now, I am co-hosting tomorrow night over on Wednesday Divination. Um, that is part of Temple Realm of Light. Look forward to seeing you guys over there. If you'd like to join, I will be sharing the event um, here in a little bit on my, um, on our Facebooks. Yes, and that's hosted by Gwen. So, yeah. yeah, you guys have met Gwen. We love Gwen. Gwen is wonderful. I'm sure it'll be an amazing evening. It will be. All right, y'all. Good night. Bye. Good night.